Hi. Hi, and welcome to another episode of, of Sprinkles and Spice. Woo, woo. We never thought we'd be here. <laughs> here we go again. We're so happy to be here. We, we never are thought truly, we'd make really it happy for the people who've made it to this episode. Hi, mom. You're still listening. Hi, what's <laughs> up? Um, and to people who just started listening, welcome to our podcast where we talk about nothing and everything. <laughs> we just talk about because it's our podcast. Because it's our podcast <laughs> and not yours. <laughs> A little shout out to Trixie and Katya. A little shout out to the queens. <clears throat> to the queens. Um, but I'm excited about today's episode. I'm Mia. I'm Zainab. I wish I could have a rhyme that was something like saying of like, oh, I have nothing. So it's just saying. Um, today's topic, uh, I think we're going to have a trigger warning again. Yes. Because we're going to talk about therapy speak. Sensitive topic. And I think um, we're going to mention some issues that might be triggering to some people. So listen with caution. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Uh, <laughs> but no, we really, uh, I feel like we should do a trigger warning. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be the episode for everyone, but I think if you are a modern day, like millennial or, you know, Gen Z, whatever you're on the internet, you know, what's happening. You know that a lot of people are using therapy speak and they're making it really common. So I think it's important to talk about the fact that we cannot do that. And I yeah. don't think it's talked about enough. I mean, I have been, like, obviously in preparation for this uh, episode, I have been uh, reading uh, quite a few articles, but the one you that prepped. stood out. You're such I a prepped. professional podcaster. I know, right? <laughs> um, but the one that comes to mind, I think because it's more recent and it got a little, like, uh, people were talking about it, is the Bustle article. You remember that one? Yeah. Where it was saying, uh, talking about like how therapy speak has made people more selfish. Um, but let's discuss like the rise of therapy speak. Okay, so the definition of therapy speak is prescriptive language describing certain psychological concepts and behaviors. Mm -hmm. So I think what that has translated into like the current days, like Instagram therapy yeah. or like those accounts where they would put like, a general like statement, a therapy statement using like clinical terms. Or even better, you know, like the, if you have, if if you look around too much or you can't focus or you or you laugh at everything, you have ADHD. You have ADHD. It's like four or five things and it's like, okay, well you have ADHD. And Everyone it's like has ADHD the most at this point. basic thing ever. It's not ADHD related. I know, or here's what setting boundaries looks like. <laughs> and it's like- Saying uh, no. Say, yeah. Oh my God. We'll get into this um, wow. later, but- I do feel like, so obviously it's a double-edged sword, mm -hmm. I think, uh, the rise of Therapy Speak. And I think the fact that there is more of this content out there obviously means that there is a need for help in like mental health or general health and, in, in, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know where you are. What are you looking at? I, I, I took this out because I'm like deep. I'm so deep in thought. I'm like, what? <laughs> Just go with the conversation, Mia. <laughs> All right. So before we talk about that, let's discuss the rise of therapy related content. And obviously we're, we've been seeing a lot of that throughout the years. I think especially after uh, COVID. Yeah. I did not want to say that word. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
Trigger warning. Trigger warning. COVID. Um, But obviously, I think there has been a general decline in mental health. So this, if anything, just tells us that people need (laughs) help. Is that pretty to you? (laughs) People need help. (laughs) People need help. People need help. No, but honestly, like, it's it's such a dramatic statement, but it's true. Like, we all need help. I think everybody needs help, especially going through COVID. (laughs) I'm not laughing at people needing help. I'm laughing at the statement of people need help. I know. Just so we're clear. Honestly, like... I, I think this is so bad that we laugh at the worst times when like the most horrible thing happens and I'm like oh my god my life that's sucks how we cope. that's how we cope though yeah coping um, mechanism we, we need to get into that that's another clinical term i think that is very oh my god it's so generous. oh my god it's everything so shopping is a coping mechanism self-care coping mechanism like <laughs> what are you saying like yeah as if we don't say that all day also i mean that's the thing we do say it and uh, we we can get into that like a little later but yeah. it's definitely become part of our like everyday lexicon i think these like clinical terms that people have like stripped the the meaning meaning the depth of and and generalize them and just throw them around i think someone someone had said recently that the term gaslighting is actually not it's not what people think it is yeah oh my god Uh, that's one thing that also like i i was thinking about where i'm like so yes while there is a thing like gaslighting it's a very real thing it exists a lot of people do it a lot of people are not aware that they do it a lot of people i think are trained you know like basically or or like throughout the years they're just not aware that they're doing it and and they don't know you know what i mean like there is a lot of people have like also been gaslit for years and years and years but yeah i think the term gaslighting has taken on like a life of its own people use it all day long especially when it comes to dating like oh he's gaslighting me it's 90 percent of the population is not gaslighting you. like if someone says something you don't like you're like oh i feel i'm like i'm being gaslit yeah, yeah like or something you don't agree with and someone's like oh i feel like i'm being gaslit so that's the like like i said it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. whereas like yes it's great it's starting the conversation it's shedding light on yeah, it's nice that mental health is something that we talk about now because i think when we were younger yeah, I think in the earlier 2000s, we were not talking about mental health at all. Mm-mm. We were, you know, TV shows and movies were publicly like insulting people, fat shaming, like saying, yeah. you know, flinging around these insults all day long. And we didn't realize the impact it had on people. Yeah. But I think now it's almost like the pendulum has swung so far the other way. Literally, yes. That we're almost like too politically correct. And, and you can't say anything. And everything is offensive and everything is rude. And mental health, mental health. And mental health is important, but we are not professionals that's the thing that i was gonna say like there is a difference between instagram therapy like seeing these generalized statements Statements. that are being said and uh, uh, like there's a difference between that and actual therapy where it's more personalized where your professional is able to hear every single facet and aspect of your life and personalize it yeah instead of just you know hearing a general statement and being like oh this applies to me or self-diagnosing or you know what i mean taking characteristics from very serious illnesses and being like that's me (laughs) well yeah i mean what i think is crazy is so you know obviously everyone makes a joke when you get sick you want a web md 
and you check. I was literally thinking of that. Like Instagram has become the web MD of mental, of illness. mental illness. Yeah, yeah. No, but you get sick, you check on web MD and you come out of web MD and you're like, well, I have cancer. Every time, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is, you, you've canceled. It's, yeah, there was this joke that like, every time like I, I have like the slightest symptom, it's cancer. You like go on WebMD, <laughs> self-diagnose. hurts, your throat like, cancer, hurts, you have a mole. It's cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is cancer. No, but in, in the same vein, I think that's what happens. People will be like, oh, like, I'm not good at paying attention or I get bored easily or, you know, I feel like I do things then I forget them and, and they decide that based on like three, four factors, they have a certain illness without yeah. consulting anyone and they walk around believing it and I think they sort of, I don't say manifest it, but I think they make it so that they really do Obviously, have when you speak something, you kind of speak it into reality. reality. Yeah. So obviously when you say things like I'm on the spectrum, which is also another term that is being thrown very loosely on TikTok and Instagram, like yeah. everybody now is all Everyone's of a sudden autistic. on the spectrum. Like for me, especially like my mom is a child psychologist and I grew up like seeing her work and um, going to the schools where she worked at meeting the kids that she worked with. So I know what autism looks like. I know what certain like you know illnesses look illnesses like look like but i don't know i just it, it's a huge pet peeve for me when i meet people and they're like oh i'm on the spectrum and based, like, on, based what? on what who told you that no but you know what and they funny? and they think it's like because it's a trend like and that's the thing because a lot of these things have become trends on tiktok you know what i mean like yeah, it's I mean, taken mental illness is a trend i think that's that's what's really funny you know we went from therapy being like taboo to therapy being pushed on everyone it's like two extremes and it's it's so weird as well because i think earlier right in the early 2000s everyone had a bipolar remember do you remember that oh my oh, god oh she's a bit bipolar what she's does a bit bipolar, bit bipolar yeah. actually mean or and borderline a bit autistic like for example yeah like your annoying neighbor yeah does something that has certain characteristics of a board like borderline personality disorder yeah. you're like my neighbor has borderline or your sister like you have an argument with your sister and she shows anger or something and <laughs> yeah. you're like she has borderline my sister has borderline personality disorder and all of a sudden you're the victim yeah. because your sister has borderline no, but you know i also do think insane. looking at even like the media there is sort of like a wave of i want to say like celebrities leaning into their victim era as well you know mm -hmm. everyone's a victim everyone i'm not saying you're not going through things that you were a victim at a point of whatever it's, it's not even english but you know what i mean like i i am sure you've been put in a situation but it became almost like a, a like a like a trophy like oh i'm a victim of this i'm a victim of that i'm a survivor and i'm not invalidating all of this but i think there are real victims of real things exactly. and there are real survivors of really difficult things. And obviously like all experiences are individual and depends on you. And it just dilutes, I feel like the- But it dilutes the meaning. The meaning, So it's sure. like, you, you're gonna have a victim. Okay, someone said something to you that was rude. Someone, someone, and I've been a victim of this and you think you've also been a victim of this. You know, yeah. you've been a victim of hate speech. Yeah. You're gonna now sit there and be like, I'm a victim of intense racism, all that when someone probably got beat up for looking different. Yeah. Like beat up to a pulp. That's the thing. Like, like, I mean, we're not on the same spectrum. I may have gotten flack in my life for looking different or being different or speaking differently, but I'm not gonna sit there and call myself a victim of racism. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, again, I, I grew up in France and I think people always just assume I grew up in an environment where I got such shade for being different. I got shade for being different, but 
like I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and be like oh i'm a victim of racism and whatnot because i'm, I'm really not you know mm-hmm. it's it's there's a difference i'm not gonna put myself in the shoes of someone that went through something that's much bigger than mine of course and yeah. i think with mental illness because you can't quantify mental illness mental illness isn't like an action or a word the same way going through an experience is mm-hmm. people don't realize the extent that mental illness can like go like they don't exactly. realize the depth yeah they think oh i have a few symptoms i have this where some people really have debilitating diseases yeah. And that's not to say those dealing with like a mild version of the disease aren't dealing with something as well. Yeah. But we're not all dealing with that, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I think I think it's not fair for those people as well who ha- actually have yeah. those mental illnesses and deal with the extreme. It's kind of like Ozempic, low-key, right? Yeah. Like, people who need Ozempic can no longer get Ozempic because people who are a little yeah. bit overweight are, are using it left, right, and people center. People who are not even overweight are using yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Like, every time you talk to someone now, they're like, oh, why don't you do go on uh, Ozempic? Or um, I think our Ozempic version break. here, there's um, one called Sexenda or something like that. Yeah. And that's the solution like for these, these like pe- they see you like sick. you know working out, uh, trying to be healthy, and then they're like, "Why don't you just go on Ozempic?" No, but it's it's crazy because Ozempic really helps people who are ill. Like it's really a solution for a diabetic. Diabetics can't find Ozempic because people because, yeah. see it as like a weight loss trend fad, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that's that's literally it's. I, I think to me it's the same thing as this whole mental illness wave where everyone's like, oh, I have this. I'm woke. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate that term. Oh, my God. Uh, that's the thing. Like, I, So I feel like this is very much a, a pattern in humans where we have this like revolution of some sort and we we make a, a good change, but then we take it to an extreme yeah. where it becomes... Um, you start hating it. Yeah, yeah. It, it becomes a, a very like in your face. It becomes like it, it really does become overkill. You start diluting it. You take away meaning from it. People use it for different agendas, um, for attention, for just like you said, like being in their victim era because they feel like you know being in their victim era probably validates them. But it's such a shame as well, right? Because I think because of social media and like the rise of like all that information, all of the actual, all the actual professionals, you know, the licensed therapists and, and whatnot. I'm, I'm happy because I got to learn so much. I got to learn about different aspects of maybe a disease or an illness or mm-hmm. a disorder that I knew nothing of. Yeah. And, but, or I knew very little information yeah. on, or the media had sort of spun it in a way where, you know, it, it seemed like I knew, but in reality I didn't. So yeah. I got all this cool information and then influencers, start acting like they were licensed professionals like they're licensed professionals yeah but even that's the thing like even with therapists who are on social media they would also say like we don't talk to our clients the same way we would talk on social media and then that in turn makes followers like put them on a pedestal in a way and like take their word for like 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 it's Quran, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, no. oh my God, this therapist on Instagram said this, so it must be one hundred percent right. But that's the thing; like, people don't realize that this is general information. This is not personalized. She does not know anything about you. This is this can also be biased. This can also be based on this therapist's opinion. You know what I mean? Well, I think there's also sort of like the glorification of therapists. We're gonna we're not gonna into that today, but <coughs> I do think. I have friends who fully, fully, fully believe that everyone should see a therapist. 
I don't agree or disagree, but I do think it's it's no person is exempt of fault. Obviously, like a therapist is gonna know way better than anyone else yeah. what you're dealing with, you know, mentally or be able to help at least. But we can't also glorify these people to the extent where if they say something, especially on a, like a screen to the internet, then it must be true. It must be valid. It must be this way. And then because you've consumed so much of the content of this person, you're like, I can diagnose everyone. And, and yeah. I see it all the time. I see my friends saying things like, oh, well, you know, she said blah, blah, blah. So I think this person has blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just think I watch all crazy. these videos. So I know. Yeah. And that frustrates me the most where like, people just take like a bite-sized version of something that is like based in science yeah. and then someone takes it and then generalize it and put it out in the world and then someone digests this content and now all of a sudden is saying i am an expert in this especially topic. because they use like like the cool like buzzwords that are coming exactly. out you know it's like safe space for example yeah okay I i'm sorry i just can't anymore everyone everyone I lately know. is like is that, is that i wrote them down I, I don't want to laugh <laughs> i don't want to laugh but if someone tells me this is not a safe space one more time i think i'm gonna i, I think know I'm gonna freak out. like things what is like a safe space setting boundaries triggered inner child like yes it's beautiful healing. that you're it's this healing what's inner <laughs> child healing it's beautiful that people are talking about all of these things like especially <laughs> i can't get over it is healing made her child shut up <laughs> look i i'm all we food. say this all the time but we say it jokingly we don't actually think no but i do agree like you have at some point like it's good to connect with your inner child but i think it's for a sure. complete different meaning than what people think yeah. it is like yeah. if, for example like someone's gonna go wear a diaper and act like a baby <laughs> and they're like i'm connecting with my inner child no shut the you're fuck up you're just weird <laughs> No, you're like, you know, no, but like, do that, but don't be like, oh, I'm doing that to connect with my inner child. You're not. No, you just not. have a kink. <laughs> you, you just want to I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Listen, live your truth, wear your diaper, do whatever makes you happy. Adult diaper. <laughs> like a pacifier. Yeah, yeah. Oh my Suck God. on the little thingy. Like. I saw, this is, even, this is even better. I saw this girl on Vice, I think years ago, that was dating a guy and that would pretend to be a baby. And like he'd take her out in like a stroller and like she would make baby sounds and like like she'd like start crying and he'd give her ice cream. It was so Okay, so weird. I might be wrong. Obviously I'm not a a, a, therapist, a therapist. But I, I feel like look like I'm I'm gonna be literally I'm gonna be the people that we're talking so much shit about. I've been in therapy for five years. So I know better. <laughs> I know everything. No, but honestly, like I do feel like people like that have probably been deprived um, of some like basic care yeah, when they were yeah. children i love that this is a very serious episode and you just <laughs> will not stop laughing we would like to apologize this is, we do not honestly we do not find any of this no, funny this we know this is serious but, I know but we I like have to this problem though i and i talk about it all the time i really have a problem whenever something's really serious like really like you know a lot on me i will laugh and you can ask a therapist why i do that's probably like nervous probably like avoidant probably it's probably a lot of things but avoidant is another buzzword yeah avoidant yeah, avoidant attachment, avoidant attachment. <laughs> so, 
I can't. All of a sudden, everyone on TikTok has avoid avoidant attachment style, like or anxious. Just because, oh just my because God. you're annoyed that someone didn't text you, doesn't mean you have an anxious attachment style. Similarly, just because you're like me and you forget that you text people in the first place, doesn't mean you have an avoidant attachment style. I, it's it's very. I don't dangerous. see the connection. You know? Really, it's it's really dangerous. But I think like you know going back to being a double-edged sword so i think initially like the the positive aspect of uh, like this information being so easily accessible is that like certain people obviously cannot afford therapy yeah or you know it it fills a little bit of the gap you know of of uh, education or awareness on mental health uh, topics and issues and diagnosis it can help obviously in in like identifying it can help as much as it can hinder though and that's yeah. something that has to be but said. eventually i think if you see something on social media and you're like okay this kind of resonates with me then i think that would be a sign or a moment to seek actual professional help yeah. like don't go out there and just do a deep dive on instagram and or digest or tiktok or and god forbid twitter i think twitter therapy is probably going to be like something that's i don't know what twitter therapy looks like i've seen tiktok therapy it's i've seen instagram tiktok TikTok and Instagram are so mild. I mean, I think you you've probably clocked this. People on Twitter have no chill. I don't know. That's what why it I is. don't go on Twitter so much. I haven't been on Twitter will, in like a while. If you if you are, I mean, if you're easily triggered, don't go on Twitter. I go on Twitter <coughs> and I see the most insane things. People will make fun of anything. People have no shame, and I love it. You know, Twitter is so yeah. funny for it. But I think you know th that's the danger. It's like. You either go on these social media platforms and you are getting shamed for doing something and then yeah. you want to like run the other way or you're like, well, I have this and it's done. I've, I've diagnosed myself. And at no point did you seek professional help. You know, you decided you either have something or you don't. If you even have a doubt, why why not check something? You know, yeah. obviously financially therapy is not cheap. Obviously, yeah. But I mean, look, if you need help, you, you know, you, there are ways, I think. I, yeah, I but but on. here's also like yeah, I I I know that some people might not be able to afford, afford therapy, yeah. but I've also seen some people who will blow their money on things that like okay maybe I'm not one to say that they don't need it, but you obviously have extra money to spend on certain things, so why not invest in yourself? Why not put a little bit of money on the side? There are so many apps now that there's a lot of you know there's a lot of also like call helplines you know that if yeah. you feel like you were having some incredibly like dark thoughts whatever you can call. I mean I think these are free usually. I don't know for all countries, but I know in the UK. There were some, and they used to put these like signs a lot in like the girls' bathrooms. Mm. If you went like at uni or whatever, like they they had like signs in the bathroom. Like, if you feel, if you have thoughts or whatever, just call. Yeah, but obviously in the UK, in the US, these are are more developed when it comes to having exactly, a conversation. But yeah, yeah. I think in our region, it's more difficult because like I think there's a huge gap between the boomer generation and millennial and yeah. gen z generation because we have boomers who uh I, I i think they ridicule um anything like mental health related and they think like obviously our generation is way more sensitive but i think we're trying to to like build that bridge i guess but it, it's challenging it's not as easy because 
especially in our region, I think the psychology is different. So our parents had a completely different upbringing than than we did. And, and they were a lot less exposed. Definitely. Yeah. They were definitely a lot less exposed than, than we are. And they probably were more immersed in like the culture and the heritage than, than we are. We are. Yeah. And obviously, so there there is a, a big gap. So navigating that is also tricky and i think a lot of times what happens with like therapy speak and and people not seeking the right professional help is that they think that setting boundaries means i burn bridges with my family yeah i will like if if a relationship does not serve me anymore i could just cut that person out of my life but and that's, that's that's healthy but that's not and, and it's crazy because that's I think that's that's the danger of like bite-sized information. You know, they see a point or two on setting boundaries, and they think, oh, well, that's what a setting a boundary is. And I think setting a boundary, I mean, setting a boundary has to be a whole episode. Where I, we could do multiple on that because setting a boundary is so difficult. Setting a boundary with your family is incredibly hard, and especially for people in the MENA region because we are taught sort of to say yes to everything. We're taught that you know there's a lot of hey there's a lot of haram there's a lot of don't do yes. that and i think i mean that alone most kids i think need therapy from that because they're so conditioned to like holding being things shamed. in yeah and being shamed yeah. and i think we have this issue sometimes where mental health is a shame you know yeah. if you see a therapist then you're crazy yeah and like so that was my experience i started therapy in 2017 i um I was also one of those people where it was scary. Like I, I knew I needed therapy. I didn't want to admit it to myself. I knew I needed help. I went through a lot. Like I, I don't mind talking about it. Like in a span of two, three years, I got a divorce. For those who don't know, finally, I was married. <sighs> So I got a divorce a few months after my divorce. Sorry, my pause. I really have been waiting and dating her <laughs> since the start of this podcast. I was like, when is she going to mention that she is? Like, I keep hinting. Yeah. So I got a divorce Sorry, literally 10 Emily. years ago. It's been 10 years since my divorce. Hold on. Hold on. See, I got a divorce. Let me use the ham horn okay. so I can really feel something. Say it again. I got divorced 10 years ago. <laughs> hello to all of our divorcees yeah we love you <laughs> we love you so i only the women we hate the month <laughs> <laughs> we're such hypocrites we're, but no man is gonna watch this i insult men too this is all a joke and i think if anybody Please, takes nobody it take it seriously we're obviously joking we, we obviously don't hate all the men we don't we like some men but anyway, so I went through a period where I like got a divorce. A few months later, my dad was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer. And then two years of watching your dad die slowly and, and struggle and then dealing with the aftermath of that. And then, you know, it changes dynamic and, and everything. So... I had a lot of anger. I went through so much. It, like I felt like I was in a bubble and it just burst. And also like, you know, be, being sheltered as a child and then just being thrown out into the wild. So I obviously had- Arab style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely Arab style. And obviously after, as an Arab girl, you know, after my dad passed, I, I felt like 
I you don't have a back anymore. I didn't have a back yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? Um, so it was a lot to handle. I had a lot of anger. I didn't know where to um to put all of these feelings. Like I didn't understand. There was so much I didn't understand. And I knew that like I just couldn't talk to anyone. Uh, no, I no and I started feeling like uh, people around me don't understand anymore what like I'm going through because mm-hmm. I I wasn't surrounded by girls who are like 20 something who lost their dad, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I I get that. I think also coming back to your point you you come from a Middle Eastern background, so I think in the Middle East, traditionally, when someone dies, we we sort of just say, okay, we'll accept it, and that's it. Don't cry too much. Yeah. Don't let it out. You know, we have a period of mourning. It's 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 very rigid. So yeah. I think you probably you're going through the normal process of mourning, and you're on top of that having to go through the only period that you have because otherwise you're doing the most. You know. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even release. realize like I. Uh, didn't like showing people that I was mourning and I was trying to hide it and and obviously didn't realize that I was trying not to be vulnerable or show people my vulnerability which I don't think is is a problem like now I realize like being vulnerable can actually be a really beautiful thing and it helps you connect Connect more with people but so yeah so i remember i started looking online i was so desperate and i I remember i was so ashamed i was trying to hide it from people that i was looking for a therapist and mind you this was like 2017 so it wasn't even that long ago but the conversation was not like i think it just started online but obviously in the region it took a while to accept it but covid pushed it to be more yeah because covid brought out everyone's crazy let's just put that out there um but then i had a friend who was like hey you know um i'm working with this therapist here's her number talk to her i literally had her number on my phone for a month before one day like i just felt like this is it i can't i had a complete breakdown and i was like i need help and i called her up and we had our first session and it's been five years and even though now i still am in therapy i feel like i I, obviously i'm in such a good place i don't always need like to talk to her my obviously my sessions are a lot less and they're a lot lighter but it's more of like i touch base i'm like i i started like psychoanalyzing myself i know where i'm at and i just exchange notes with her and that's where it is and i feel like it's very healthy because it helps me maintain yeah good mental health like i i I addressed a lot of my issues i know where all that anger came from i i uncovered a lot of stuff that i had dug deep into the vault you know what i mean but i i I, you know i'm very much an advocate for from for therapy. therapy no but what you said is really interesting and going back to your point it's touching base even if someone you know, isn't sure or thinks they don't need it or, you know, whatever it may be, it's, you you don't, if you can afford it, you're not losing something by every once in a while touching base because life happens. And I think that's what we forget with all of this like therapy speak and all this Instagram mm-hmm. therapy. It's not like A, B, C, D, you have yeah. this, well, then you need that. No, and, it's, and you it's said something day to last, day. Yeah. You're going to go through things. Yeah. And one day something might affect you that you never even saw coming and then it might be a good idea to just do one session. Yeah. Like you said last time where you were like, mental health is not linear. Yeah. So, and I, I had that actually during COVID where I was, 
so I was three years in therapy when COVID happened, and obviously I was like, "Oh, I know everything now. I am good. I therapy am so graduate. <laughs> ther- I'm a therapy graduate." And then COVID happened. A lot of things happened with COVID. I struggled with my business. Oh, this is the first time we're mentioning oh my it. God. So I have a business called Zayan. If anybody uh, wants to check it out, check it on Instagram, Zayan Beauty. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was struggling with Zayan. I was asked to hand in my resignation at my full-time job. Nobody was hiring during COVID. It was such a struggle for me. Like, obviously I went through other things. So my mental health obviously- Took a dip. Took a dip. But what, what made it even worse was that I started judging myself because I'm like, how is this happening to me? I am in therapy. I shouldn't be feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to- Toxic positivity. That's another thing I think that, that we do came. not talk about that enough. I'm I'm so bothered by toxic positivity. Oh my god, people when they're like just just be positive, just, just be, be positive. Just Why? Be you, you've solved you've solved everything. What you cracked the you're, code? You're telling me I can just be happy and I'll be happy? What? <laughs> be happy, Mia. Why didn't I think about? Just be positive. No, but it's, I don't want to be rude, but. I, I think we need to stop telling people like just just be happy just stop caring yeah it's not easy but you can't like when when someone like the instagram quotes though you know like just focus on you just be happy keep calm and carry on do you remember keep calm and carry on oh my god yeah keep calm keep calm and when has telling someone to be calm ever made them calm the, when someone's like calm down i swear i want to throw hands and i know I, i'd argue probably the most calm person you know like i it, it yeah i do not get agitated i do not get heated i get frustrated at most but someone tells you keep calm all of a sudden i might she's ready to throw a punch i might start <laughs> raging i might keep no but calm. but that's the thing a lot of people take like uh, positive thinking like especially uh remember when the secret came out i look the secret is great i love the law of attraction yes i agree with it but people, people did not understand did not understand the depth of it they did not understand the meaning behind it so just, and then they're just I'm, like be positive i'm gonna be happy i'm gonna and, be positive and, and everything is gonna get sorted out it's done i'm happy and now. it's like it's like even when when something horrible happens to you they deny themselves uh, like feeling feel things and and that is like it's so bad and i even had like someone tell me i don't know if this is related to it but when i when my dad passed uh i'm gearing myself up someone at work came to me and obviously like i was upset because you know you can't grieve someone when they're living and then after two years of you know like therapy not therapy i mean after two years of watching them die um, watching them die and he was going through medication it was, it was not easy like radiation and chemotherapy and all of that and you cannot be in a mental state where you're grieving that person you just have to be strong and just be a caregiver yeah. so when he passed like that's when all of those like feelings start flooding in and so i remember like obviously i needed some time from work and when i went back uh, she came to me and she was like um She's like, yeah, but didn't you guys know he was dying? Like, you shouldn't be sad. <laughs> the look on your face. Yeah. Can you imagine someone telling you that? I would have ducked her. 
Yeah. So that's the thing. Like people think they're being positive. Oh, you knew your dad is dying. So be happy. You know, you shouldn't be sad. He's in a better place now. This is so related to something (laughs) that happened to me. I think I've told you this before. Yeah. So my dad obviously um, also passed away. It's not obvious, but we know. Dead dad girl club. Dead dad girl club. so horrible (laughs) that we're joking about it. (laughs) What else are we supposed to do, cry? (laughs) Really, honestly. No, but my, my dad also passed away from cancer, but he got corona and corona is what, you know, made him lose his what life um his body with the cancer just couldn't handle it and i remember um it was during covid it was just my mom and i in london and i mean she lost her partner you know her life partner i i i i get sad very differently from the way she does and i think i felt sort of the responsible the responsibility to carry on sort of the weight of her sadness and mm-hmm. then just look normal and try not to show. I mean, obviously I was devastated. Like there's no two ways about it, but I didn't want her to see me cry. Yeah. The first couple of weeks it was us both. But after that, I know I started retreating into myself and I would cry in private. And I remember, you know, you get an onslaught of phone calls and it's like, you know, someone hears something bad happen and they sort of just tell everyone. And I remember people that I went to university with that weren't even in my course started calling me and, you know, I would answer the phone and speak to them normally. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you know, I'm sad. Obviously, <laughs> I don't yeah. really like that. I, I only, I think, I only showed that part of my emotions to very few people. And I remember this one girl verbatim said, oh, well, you know, you don't seem that sad, so I guess you're okay. I know. And I, to this day, I, okay, I took a second to remember her name, but look, that I can still remember what she ignorant. said. ignorant thing and insensitive you are not my thing friend that someone can say to you you are not oh my you're friend. not crying you're not devastated so no, you're not my you're friend fine. i'm not I, I don't owe you anything i don't owe you the theatrics of being sad and i think it just goes back to everything yeah. just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there i was i mean you know this i was incredibly depressed yeah. i went through months of being severely depressed not okay you know i was a zombie and i think people just think well if you're not on the floor crying weeping then you are not sad you are not mourning and it's the same with all of these like diagnoses on the internet if you are doing this you are that if not then you are not it it's invalidating to people who are genuinely going through something and that may not outwardly show it exactly and it turns i think this whole mental illness thing into a joke which it already sort of is becoming one you know yeah people do now make fun of it like oh gaslighting oh safe space. it's so it's bad like, because we said it, we said, oh, because it literally takes away from people who are actually going through these things you're generalizing these things you, you're you making them see. trends and you're you're you can't see the damage that you're doing exactly like, it doesn't matter what you're doing it do, you can't see the damage and you can't even see mental illness you can't a lot of times you really can't so you cannot judge someone you cannot diagnose someone like i think we need to really rub like rub it in people's face at this point like we need to stop this conversation we need to shed light on the fact that mental illness is is, is there and there's nothing shameful or wrong or whatever exactly that's what i was gonna say like obviously it helps with the destigmatizing destigmatizing that like mental health is just for people who are crazy or people who have gone something through something like super super traumatic it helped with that for sure but now like you are pushing it to an extreme where it's 
becoming like you said like a joke and i remember so going back to my point about like when i started therapy i i was very open about being in therapy because it helped me so i wanted to also hopefully help other people but yeah so a lot of people would would be like like oh really like why would you like do therapy you don't need it and they would like start joking about like when i'm like oh i have a, a session with my therapist and they're like oh you have therapy like you know what i mean and i was like honestly no i don't know what you mean because i just again i would deck them <laughs> i i just feel sad for people like that and mm. you know what's funny is that a lot of those or some of those people who did make fun of me for being in therapy ended up being inspired by me and going to therapy and making the and then eventually yes <laughs> oh my god yes you know when people make therapy like they they do therapy and then they're like therapy is now my personality and yeah. then they're like they're trying to like diagnose you yeah, and it, all of a sudden they're they're the ones and they're like, best friends with their therapist allegedly <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because i'm actually friends with my therapist <laughs> it's fine because you can do no wrong stop broadcast <laughs> um but no like i i obviously i also feel like people don't realize that your therapy therapist is human as well and a lot of times like i feel like when you become close to your therapist they can be a little biased as well well yeah they're at the end they're a licensed professional if they become your best friend the advice is gonna be altered yeah don't so lesson of the day don't become your therapist's best friend so obviously we agree that instagram therapy is good and bad yeah it's good if it's taken for what it's meant to be but i think people have taken it to an extreme where it's just it's becoming a listen as with anything everything in moderation we're not licensed professionals no we're as much as instagrammers are talking out of nowhere we're probably talking out of nowhere to a licensed professional anyways right now but that's the thing i think people we know that we take it with a grain of salt like be very mindful of the content that you digest just like in webmd you have like you know a scratch and you're gonna die because of it it's kind of the same thing with instagram and tiktok and all social media exactly you having even if you have every single trait that you think is associated with a specific illness or disease or disorder, whatever you want to call it, yeah. then it doesn't mean you have it. Yeah. Check. I mean, we know we know some people who are like, they, they take certain characteristics of something and then they're like, I'm on the spectrum and they want to be in their <sighs> victim era. And, and they and want to talk about safe spaces all the oh time. Oh my God, this is a safe space. You, you're this. And I need your consent. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, do I have your consent to look at you? Can I talk to you? <laughs> we do you just, consent we to, to that? We need to stop that. We need to stop that because people are making. I'm fun sorry. Of us. I don't mean to joke about. I don't mean to consent joke about because either, obviously consent in in the right context is very it's important, necessary. But then it's very and it's very necessary. But then when you start applying it to everything, things, to everything, it's not you just anymore. take take the meaning it's away like from feminism. That. It's a joke now. People are like, well, feminists just hate men, but that's because a bunch of stupid people turn it into a joke who said they were feminists yeah who are man-hating and then everybody started saying oh feminism is man-hating consent looks different to everyone exactly it's always important to make sure you get consent for whatever you're getting you know asking whatever but let's not also throw the word consent in when there's just no point you know yeah 
it's, 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 it's such a difficult, I think, conversation to speak on at, in such a brief moment. And obviously, like, we can always revisit this topic. But I think yeah. overall, we got our point across. Seek yeah. professional help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, like I said, like, be mindful of how you digest this content. Um, if you resonate with some of these um characteristics don't diagnose yourself don't diagnose others seek professional help and don't forget to like comment subscribe because <laughs> i don't even think we have any time Tarek is over it he's like stop talking the time is up. all right well i i i guess we're gonna have to wrap this up but i love you <laughs> hope that this was <laughs> mia i'm gonna kill you i really am gonna kill you we need to like wrap this up for real <laughs> if, if you liked it like comment subscribe do all the things see you next week